Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Food Act Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. And this is going to be our last free agent frenzy episode. We were doing like a daily podcast for this week. I couldn't put one out Friday, but I put one out Saturday instead. And we're going to recap all the news from Friday and Saturday as both really just had one big piece of news really in both days. And then I think we're just going to get right into it. The two big pieces were that the Saints signed defensive tackle slash defensive end Mario Edwards. He's kind of the three tech, but he also could shift out to the outside if need be. And then also, in a really of a stunner, Max Unger, the center, star center for the Saints Pro Bowl Center, has retired. And it's going to leave a void right in the middle of the Saints offensive line. And um, we're going to obviously talk about how the Saints could fill that void, either in-house or um, through free agency or through the draft. And I think um, I think we're just going to see what the Saints could do there. They could do so many options. I don't really like the free agent markets. I'd go in the draft. But I'm going to get into that much later here in this episode. So first, we are going to start with the Mario Edwards Jr. signing. Really, I think it was a very good signing. It's only two years, five million. So the Saints got um, only two and a half million a year. Probably the cap hit for this year will be less just because the Saints are definitely in a little of a you know cap um, predicament here. Not as much now because they're going to have another seven million with Unger retiring. That's going to put the Saints over 21 million. But, but that's also before... Um, the signings of um, Malcolm Brown were announced. And I believe um, Craig Robinson was announced on there either, but everyone else was counted on there. So we're probably going to have around that 15, 16 million still to spend after Unger. So that's obviously going to be, um, I think, very, very good. You're going to have your money and you're going to be able to get guys, um, you know, they'll be able to get a Jared Cook if need be, a, another free agent center if need be. But I just don't know if they'll be able to get almost center. But again, we're going to get into that later so but even with mario edwards here he has five and a half sacks in two years he's gonna take over that three tech role the defensive tackle if um uh david onyamato he's gonna get um he's probably gonna get suspended and then also children rankings if both of those are out for you know significant periods of time the saints will definitely um put edwards in there he's had started in you know years past he's more of a rotational piece and i think that's what the saints are going to use him for if someone got hurt he could definitely stick right in there even if they don't uh, no one gets hurt you know he's a perfect player he's can bring back um you really if you could have four really solid defensive tackles um on this team and what the saints have done they brought in two defensive tackles here and they've and i think that's perfect what they needed to do um i really like malcolm brown and i think mario edwards for what he's going to do i think he can um, be really good. The versatility is there. I what the Saints did visit with him, so I knew that. I mean, there was a reason there was going to be a lot of interest, and why? It's because the Saints just love those players that are versatile, versatile, and they could swing out. Um, especially in their predicament here, where you have in the beginning of the season, you're not going to have that many defensive tackles available. But once everyone comes back, you're going to need guys to swing over to the outside. And Mario Edwards is a perfect example of that. He's around. He's a little undersized, I believe. Um, and he's really he's oversized to be a defensive um, line, but he's undersized to be in the defensive tackle, defensive end. I meant he's I believe 280 pounds, which is a little low for a defensive tackle. But he's kind of like that David Onyemata raw. He was a second round pick, so there's definitely um, you know talent there. And he you know in the last two years he has had around you know five and a half sacks. That's not bad for a defensive tackle. Um, I know David Onyemata, you know, he had a three-sack game, so obviously it's going to help him out. But, you know, in that team, he he's going to be around that David Onyemata-type player. I think when he plays with a better defensive line, he played with the Giants' defensive line last year, and they didn't really have anyone 
Um, you know, they don't have any great player there. So it's not like he was, you know, had like, you know, they, they did have Olivier Vernon, but besides Olivier Vernon, which is, he didn't even have a good year. They really have no one on that defensive line. So he won't, he never played with the Cam Jordan type player. I, I think going opposite him or um, inside, he never, you know, paired with a Sheldon Rankins type player. I think he could put up even more sacks. Maybe he could have a four or five sack season if he played um, enough snaps here. He did play 15 games with the Giants, but didn't start any. So, I mean, but the year before, he started every game for the um, Raiders. So, you know, he was drafted by the Raiders, and then he was, you know, um, now he's picked by the Giants last year, and picked up by the Giants last year, and then, you know, ever since then, he, he was with the Giants. He did a pretty good job. He had a forced fumble with the Giants as well. Um, he He's that three-tech. He's, you know, he's going to do what, you know, he has to do down there. He's going to get to the quarterback, penetrate if need be, and I think he's just a good rotational piece for the Saints to have. Um, I think for what the Saints need, it's just perfect. It puts the Saints to have really now five um, solid defensive ta- defensive linemen, if starting defensive linemen, if everybody's healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if they add, added Ziggy Anza as well because the Saints still need to fill that Alex Okafor role. I don't think Edwards fills that role. I think he kind of fills that David Onyemata role when Onyemata suspended. So I do think it was a good move, and you, know, you can never have enough defensive linemen. And it kind of moves, especially if the Saints do get Anza it, you don't really have to go with that in the draft. You have enough defensive linemen. Also, you're, you're going to still keep Trey Hendrickson, stuff like that. So you do not need anyone, any defensive lineman in the draft, which was nice, especially um, when you have that void on the offensive line. And we're going to get into that. So really, with Unger, I mean, look, I, I really just want to talk a lot about it because it does save this thing $7 million, um, which is good, but you rather have Unger there. Um, you rather have, you know, Unger's – you know his locker room presence, his um you know, playing presence, obviously, and also he's always healthy. He, I believe, played you know sixty seven out of sixty eight games. I mean, that, that's just what you want out of him. But the one thing is, he did tell the Saints um a lot. Of, he, he did tell the Saints early, so they have a lot of time to get um the position ready to go and you know to be ready um to pick up you know players here. I just really don't like the on uh, the market here. In the in, in this market for the centers, there are not very many good ones. There were two from the Vikings, um, and they're both not very good. We already um, met with um, Nick Easton, and I just really look Nick Easton. He's a fine depth piece, and if you were going to get him, you know, to be your backup, I'd be fine. But he didn't play all of last year, which is obviously a problem. And then the year before, he was just not good at playing as a guard. His primary position is center, and they move him to guard. But he had like a 41 PPF rating. That's not good. It's below average. It's actually one of the worst, you know, out of any guards of that year. He was one of their better players in the defensive line. Because that defense, that uh, offensive line, excuse me, because that offensive line was not good, which is to me very interesting. And then their other center, Brett Jones, he's not good either. And last year only had a 50 rating, but that was kind of an upgrade over last year. The Vikings just do not have a good, um, um, they don't have a good offensive line. They really never had over the last couple of years, and it really showed. So, look, Nick Easton, I think, would be a good depth piece, but long-term, starting every single time, he's just not that player that the Saints need. When you're looking at a Brett Jones player, 53, he's more of that you know um, player that could just play just center. It's not like a bad thing, but again, I just don't think that the Saints should go up and sign him. There's a Steven Wisnowski in there. He may, maybe the Saints get him. Um, Ryan Khalil's retiring, I believe. So, really, when you look at it, um, not that many players out there. Maybe you got a John Sullivan, who played for the Rams last year. It's not bad, but, you know, your three best, um, I believe your three best, you know, set centers here, whereas Mitch Morris, and Matt Paredes, Spencer Long, he's all right. But, you know, even those guys, 
they got you know 11 million for Mitch Morris and for Matt Paredes got 10 million about you know 9.6 million so you know it's if you're gonna get a good um center he's gonna they're gonna pay I had no you're gonna need that eight to eleven million dollar range it seems like what they're going for and I don't think the Saints will be able to do that just because you know you got the cap obviously which is going to be an issue for them especially if they're going to want to get a Jared Cook player but to me it's just you know you're gonna have to look in the draft I think that's what you look at the center class is extremely deep and um even though I wasn't looking at um the centers of the combine because who would have thought that these guys um you know whatever the Unger excuse me would have retired but there are a lot of good solid um, safeties out there. You can get a guy like Garrett Bradbury, who's more of an athletic player. You know, he was coming from NC State. Um, he's coming from that pro-style offense with Ryan Finley. So you can go in there and, you know, he because he knows what he's doing. He could maybe be a first-time starter. He had a good combine performance. That's just what you want to see. Obviously, the athletic build, he can play in the NFL, and he could probably be a, um, you know, day one starter. That could be uh, really good. There's also a player like um, Elgton J- uh, Jenkins, excuse me, and you know, he's kind of that second-round player, and he's going to be a plug-and-play starter in the NFL. People say that's just what he's going to be. I think the Saints should look at him as well. I think these two guys, I think, I mean, when you're looking at Jenkins here, um, really just a, he's going to be he's a prototype starter, really. Um, he's 314 pounds. His um, hand size is 10, you know, arm size 34 and a half. That's what you want to see here. Um, it's a really big size here, and he's a really good blocker, plug-and-play type player. He's going to be that second-round grade. And it's just, look, I think the Saints, I think that that could be a player – for the Saints to get in the draft. So right now I'm looking at Jenkins and Bradbury as um, players that the Saints could definitely put up there. So really just with Unger, it's just like, look, guys, everyone's saying, like, why would Unger do this to our team and stuff like that? I don't blame this on Unger. It's not really, you know, look, he wanted to retire. Let him retire. It's, you know, his career, and he had a really good career with the Saints. All I got to say is congratulations on the retirement and good luck. Um, Thank you for protecting Breeze all those years. That's what I said in the tweet. So... That's just what I think from this situation. I think the Saints could get a fine safety. Also, this was Unger's worst year of his career, so I could see why he's retiring. You know, he wants to kind of retire on top. He was a pro bowler. So I think that is good for him there. I mean, just that, that's just what I think. I think you can get a player in the draft. And then also you have Cameron Tom. And look, I wouldn't go with Cameron Tom yet. I don't think he's quite there. But And people are looking at his PPF grades. Guys, don't look at that because it's not enough snaps. He only played like 170 snaps. That's just not enough to really get a good, you know, gauge on him. I think he could be a player, but right now going into this, you know, championship or bust kind of year for the Saints, do you want Cameron Tom starting there? It wouldn't be the worst scenario, but I would definitely draft someone and leave Cameron Tom as some depth there. If the Saints are, I think if the Saints really want, want to do, maybe you sign that Nick Easton type player and then also bring in um, that plug and play starter from college. I, th- I think that th- that's what you want to do. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints do that. I don't think the Saints will be able to get a starter in free agency, like a very, very good starter. You're not going to get Max Unger level. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. You're not getting Max Unger level. Maybe if you get the draft the draft player, he won't be Max Unger level too. But if he can be above average to average, you can get. You could be. You can definitely um, be fine with that, especially if Andrew Pete stays healthy, and then also um, Taron Armstead stays healthy. You're, you'll be just fine there. But if they're not healthy, you have a rookie there or you have a you know veteran that's not so good. It's, it's definitely a tough loss because he was that rock in the middle. And especially as being a center, maybe you don't want a rookie back there. It's going to be it's gonna be really tough. But um, I do think that the Saints will be able to fill the hole. I don't think it's the end of the world. But And I heard people talking about this, that the Saints have lost three key players to their team. And look, I could you, you could say that, that they lost um, Ingram, they lost Unger now, and they lost um, Watson. They, they have a replacement for... 
um, for Ingram, excuse me, with Latavius Murray, I'm not really calling that really a loss. I think the Saints will be fine. I don't think you're going to see a drop-off in the position because I think Kamara's going to get a little better in that third-year jump. And then also, you're going to have Latavius Murray come here, and I think he could be very similar to Ingram. And then I think that the Saints are going to sign Jared Cook eventually, and he's going to be even a better replacement to um, Benjamin Watson. And then now you have this Unger situation, which I don't know if the Saints can even um, really – they can't just replace him right now and be better. I think Unger is one of the best centers in the league, and no one out of the you know drafts is going to be better. Cameron Tom's not going to be better there. And look, maybe you can get someone out of free agency, and they can be a stud right out of the gates, but I just don't think so. So that's just what I think on that situation. It's kind of unfortunate because you know he was doing really good Unger at the Saints, and maybe he could have just you know pulled it out one more year with Drew Brees, and maybe they could both retire into the sunset. But maybe it's better. That, you know, he gets this out of the system. Maybe he knew he didn't want to go through another whole year of training and all the hits and everything. You know, it's, it's definitely a lot for a player. But um, it would have been nice if he could just took it out one more year. It gives the Saints a hole. And um, I don't know if the, you know, if the Saints want to go through that. It's going to be very, very tough to find this um, replacement. It's, I don't think he's going to be good as Unger. I think we got to kind of put that into our head. I'm hoping that, you know, if we can get a Jared Cook, who's, to me, much, much better than Benjamin Watson... Um, that would really, um, you know, cancel out a center not being as good as Unger. And th- that's just what I feel there. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like this whole free agent frenzy week and all these episodes, and de- I definitely want to just like, you know, know more you know, information on these free agents, definitely follow us on Twitter at the this on Instagram at Discussion, on Podomatic at the Discussion. And then also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, Google Play channel, and Spotify channel at the Who Dat Discussion on YouTube. Please hit that thumbs up button, um, hit that notification bell, comment down below. All that stuff is just really, really helpful. Hope you guys have all been enjoying all my comments, you know, with interacting with you guys. I really enjoy it, so I hope you guys also enjoy it. And then also on iTunes, give us that 5 out of 5 rating, review us. All that stuff's really helpful. If you guys can give us those 5 stars, we can give you guys more content and then also um if you haven't watched any of our other free agent friendly frenzy videos go watch those um you know because look we're gonna have more free agent frenzy frenzy videos coming out and film studies with all these new players um i'll be coming out with a um a malcolm brown film study latavius murray and mario edwards so far i'm gonna get on those guys and also i'm gonna get a teddy bridgewater film study out those are my next four i'm gonna try to get them out in the next two weeks and then if the Saints sign anyone else they will be added to the list Everyone will get a film study, so I just can't wait um, to make those and um, you know publish them out and put them on YouTube. They'll be on YouTube, and um, you know we are at the discussion on there, as I said before. Also, just some visits. The Saints did end their visit with Jared Cook and Ziggy Anza without a deal. The Ziggy Anza visit was more of a visit that um, the Saints really went in there and they just wanted to get him a physical. They really wanted to. Um, see where he was physically. They they are very interested in him, so I wouldn't be surprised. He's going to take some other visits, but I wouldn't be surprised if the, he comes back to the Saints and gets a deal done with them, especially if it's going to be a one to two year deal. I think the Saints offered him a one to two year deal, and um, I think he just wants to see other options. That that's what some sources are saying. And then also with Jared Cook, it lasted about forty eight hours his meeting, and um, and people are saying that uh, Loomis was holding him hostage in the in the Saints um, facility in Metairie, and he finally left. It wasn't confirmed, but by a picture he um, he posted on Instagram, it was him and his son. We don't know where it was. Maybe it was in New Orleans, but a lot of people were saying it was in his home. Um, I believe he lived in California, so 
maybe he's back there. Supposedly, he is also interested in the Patriots, but we'll see where that comes out. He has no other visits scheduled at this point. Supposedly, the Saints offered him like two years with a three-year option. I saw someone said that. I don't know if it's true, but you know, just to give you some ideas, maybe what the Saints are doing there. I think the Saints should sign him. I think they should give him that three years, $24 million. I've been saying that for a while. I think that's what they should give him, and I think he's kind of integral to this offseason, and um, I, I, th- I think that would just be huge. I think that would be really big. You know, it, people really haven't been talking about it as much tonight because all this Unger news, but I still think that if the Saints can get Cook, I think that would be huge. And then also, we're also entering kind of this like second wave of free agency where the news is not going to come quick, 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 quick. That's why we're ending our free agent frenzy, you know, all these videos and um, all this week, you know, this whole week long um, talk. So I think we're really going to go back to our two episodes a week. We're going to get those film studies out. I think I'm going to take a break um, until like Thursday or Friday to get the next podcast episode out. Unless like they got Jared Cook or they got Ziggy Anza, I'll put an episode out, quick one. But it will definitely be out there. But just to get all these film studies out and then, you know, just catch up on some other things because I've just been getting all these episodes out, you know, the night of. It's been it's been a lot of work. But, you know, guys, I just love doing it. This is This is the best week of the year so far, you know, since the season's ended. It's crazy. It's really good. Um, you know, obviously now when you're covering it, it's even more fun because it's just, it's some great stuff. And, um, all these moves the Saints have made, I like all of them. I really liked, um, just to recap this whole week, I really liked the Malcolm Brown. I think the most, I think he is going to be a player that the Saints have really a high, um, you know, not a high risk. He's a low risk, high reward type player. Excuse me there. I think first round player, um, he definitely has a ton of talent and you put that with Ryan Nielsen. And um, all the talent the Saints have on the defensive line coming in, it's going to be time for him, I think, to have a big year. I think he's going to be one of the better defensive, that one-tech defensive tackle. I think he's going to be a huge upgrade over Tyler Davidson, and I think we're going to see that. And even though the Saints were very good against the run, um, the run game last year, I think you may even see them be a little better with Malcolm Brown there. I think he just does all the things that Tyler Davidson does just a lot better. So I think, you know, I think you're going to see that he's got the experience as the two Super Bowl rings with the Patriots. I think he's just going to be a really good addition for the Saints. I also do like Latavius Murray. He's a big guy. I don't really notice how big it was. He's big. He's strong, much bigger than Mark Ingram. And, you know, he's going to get a lot of touchdowns with the Saints and it's going to help that red zone um, percentage go up as the Saints were a little lower on that this year. So I think, you know, with, um, with um, the, that player, with Murray, I think you're going to see definitely an upgrade there. I like Mario Edwards, too. That's more of a low-key signing, but we'll see what happens. And then that's really it. We also re-signed, obviously, Teddy. I love that move. Back, Great best pack quarterback in the game. I think that's your future quarterback. Obviously, another really big move. But the Saints did have three players really leave, and that's obviously going to be the story of the offseason to this point. The Saints, they they were able to keep three, um, you know, 20 21 out of their, uh, excuse me, uh, 18 out of their 21 starters in, you know, this, this free agent period, which is not bad. A lot of teams lost a lot more. And I think the things did get, um, I'm not even going to count Tyler Davidson because I think they got a better starter with, um, with Malcolm Brown out there. So I'm not going to play him. And I think it could be 19 really, if you get Jared Cook and you're really only losing two players. I think Murray, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I really, people are, I think Mark Ingram is like this, um, you know, star, Running back here, Alvin Kamara is a star running back. I think that I think what everyone's kind of missing there. I love Mark Ingram, and he's a great, great player. He should get paid, but he's not like the best running back in the league. You know, he's not top five running back. Alvin Kamara has a chance to be that. Remember that if he gets all his carries, he's going to be dominant, and you're not going to see a difference. And then you have Murray in the red zone, that goal line type back, and then also that short downs. It's going to be a perfect 
um, you know, scenario for the Saints there. I think in the running backs, I think they're going to form a bonds. Maybe not like Ingram, but it's going to be a good running back tandem there. And I think it's going to be enough to get, you know, the Saints a lot of production. And um, it's going to be good. So with all that said, I want to say thank you. Prove them right. And who that?